Welcome to the first show of season number 11 of The Dirt Show, brought to you by Agnition. Today we're going to hear from three-time Indy 500 winner and 13-time Pikes Peak Hill Climb winner, Bobby Unzer. We will also hear from Executive Director of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, Bob Baker, Chad Meyer, track announcer at the Kasuth County Speedway, and also our old friend Speed from Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings. I would also like to dedicate this very first show of the 2018 racing season to my very good friend, Denny Garbers from Fairmont, Minnesota. You will be greatly missed. International Steel Erectors are the best. Yeah, I agree. We are the best. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. Here at your local family-owned International Steel Erectors, we have the grain system that'll work for you. ISC is your authorized dealer for MFS grain bins. ISC also carries grain handler dryers made right here in Minnesota. And if you are looking for a quality steel frame building, my dad also sells and installs quality star and sentinel buildings. Now, with two locations to serve you even better, see internationalsteelerectors.com. ISC is the place to be. And now a word from our title sponsors of The Dirt Show, the dirt experts, Agnition. Farmers, get your soil started with Generate from Agnition. Generate is a patented microbial catalyst that stimulates native microbes to liberate nutrients that drive soil and plant health. Click on our ad on The Dirt Show website for more information on our new customer promotion today. Generate. Drive efficiencies from the ground up. One motorcycle captured the imagination like no other. It changed the concept of what riding can be. And now it's ready to do it all over again. Introducing the entirely new 2018 Honda Goldwing and Goldwing Tour. Redesigned from the road up, the new Goldwing is nearly 90 pounds lighter than before. It features an all-new engine, the industry's first 7-speed automatic dual-clutch transmission, and a whole lot more. So head to Trimble Cycle Center in Austin. Austin and see the 2018 Honda Goldwing for yourself. USA's second oldest Honda dealer. Hey friends, it's Speed the Sauce Man here to remind you that Cookie's products aren't just for barbecue night. Let us make your other favorite meals and gatherings better too. Pop your tacos with Cookie's Taco Sauce on Taco Tuesday. Smother your wings with our Wings and Things Hot Sauce for Wing Wednesday. Pair Cookie's Premium Salsa with chips for Fiesta Friday. Make all of your favorite appetizers with our products on Sunday Funday. Remember, smart cookies use cookies. Visit us at cookiesbbq.com. Cookies is the one. When you have an accident, you want someone with experience to fix your vehicle. Bob from Midwest Collision in Faribault has spent his entire adult life servicing and repairing damaged vehicles. Midwest Collision takes care of everything from dealing with the insurance claims, providing you with the quality loaner vehicle, and repairing your damaged vehicle to meet or exceed your expectations. He's helped me and I know he can help you too. Contact Bob at Midwest Collision in Faribault at 332-2434. Your experienced, worry free, hassle-free body shop. Napa know-how. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at their lawn. So if you man your own mower, Napa has select lawn and garden batteries for just $21.99 with exchange. That's right, just $21.99 to uphold your good name and show the neighbors what a quality cut really looks like. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 43018. Hey, this is Dave from Steverson Oil, VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the Driver Segment on the Dirt Show. Welcome back to the Driver Segment here on the Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by three time Indy 500 winner and 13 time Pikes Peak Hill Climb winner, 
Bobby Unzer and Bobby, Pikes Peak Auto Hill Climb is the second oldest race in America. Your first year racing at this event was 1955. Championship drivers raced the Indy 500 and then came to Pikes Peak to compete. What do you remember about that very first year in 1955? Oh, boy, that was a big year in my life. First off, Glenn, you need to remember that when I was like eight years old, ten years old, I was dreaming about going to Pikes Peak. I didn't dream of going to Indianapolis. I had no desire to go there. But I had a big, strong desire, even at that young age, to go to Pikes Peak. And I didn't know much about it, but I knew that my dad raced there. I knew that I had an uncle that I'd that, uh, wanted a bunch. That's Uncle Louie. And then I had Joe, my Uncle Joe, who got killed up there driving a race car in a test one day. And I knew all that stuff. But that's all I knew about it. And then by the time I got 15 or 16 years old, I was already winning a bunch of races here in Albuquerque, in in New Mexico. At the age of 16, I don't want to bore you with all these facts, but it made a big difference. But at the age 16, I won the whole Southwestern Championship for grown men in the Super Modifieds. And so I became so to speak, a child star. And I don't know why that I started winning so quick, but I did. And that was New Mexico, Southern Colorado, West Texas, and Arizona. And it just seemed easy to me. When the big shots, big racers would come to Albuquerque, seems like I always beat them, outran them. So I had a quite an interesting start, but that's where my Pikes Peak stuff. I wanted to do it. Now, had I been able to, in those days they had a strict rule, call it a law, I guess, that 21 was the youngest that you could be. You had to be 21 to drive in any of the big races, and this was a, what they called the AAA races. In other words, AAA is like, like the motor club. They used to do all the big-time racing in the United States, and so they had made rules 21. Nothing else would work. And so I couldn't do it until I got up to that age. And then and then you never know if you're going to have the money to get there, if you're going to have the help. Would my father help? Like eventually he did. But you don't know those things. And so that's how I got started. And then, and then of course, uh, if you read in the book that you just did, you'll see that my brother Al drove for me. One time, I was driving from my dad in the Jaguar car, and uh, lo and behold, he was about just weeks shy of being 21, and they pitched him out. Now, what did that mean? That meant that I had two cars to drive. <laughs> I didn't need two cars. So I tried to find somebody to put in the Jaguar because the other car belonged to me. In other words, I physically owned it. First race car I ever owned myself. And so I got into that, and things obviously went good. I had a good car, and I figured it was the fastest. So I tried to find another driver for the Jaguar. Couldn't find anybody that could go fast in it. So we just parked it. And that meant I had to give my dad 40%. He owned that car. I had to give my dad 40% of my winnings, because that would only be fair if it worked the other way, if I drove his car, see. So at any rate, long story short, I won that year with my own car. 
and boy, did I need money. And from that, it gave me my big start that I needed in doing things more myself, which was good. My dad was super smart and able to build cars, build a house, do electrical plumbing. He could build anything. And so that was really, really, really a good start in my life, having my own car, having to find the parts for it, buy them, make them, whatever we had to do. And it, and it all started when I was like 8 to 10 years old. That's where it was in my head. Glen Cove, Devil's Playground, Bottomless Pit. What was the most treacherous part of the Pikes Peak Mountain course? Oh, I don't know. You know, I didn't have any places up there that I didn't like. You know, if you could just understand that when I was really young, for example, when I joined the Air Force, I got stationed at Cheyenne, and I'd I'd race somewhere down in Colorado in the Saturday night jalopies, at least every weekend. And during that weekend, I'd take at least one day maybe sometimes night, and drive up Pikes Peak. I knew where they hid the key to the gate. And so I'd go down there all by myself in my own car, 1949 Ford, and I'd go get the key under a rock, open the gate, go through it, lock the gate back up, and I'd have that whole mountain to myself except for the summit house. And obviously, I'd have a girlfriend up there that was working because the people didn't go up and down every day up there. They stayed up there overnight. So I'd go up there, find my girlfriend, sometimes take her to town, sometimes just drive up and down the road because it was Pikes Peak. Some of those drops were 13,000 feet over the side, and you won that race 13 times. Six straight from 1958 to 1963, and then you returned in 1986 after not racing Pikes Peak for 12 years, and you were retired from racing for five years, and you won again. What did that mean to you? Well, that was, you know, in, in a lot of ways, your, your first win is always your biggest. It, it's got to be that way. But... You know, going back after 12 years, I I did some runs for Audi cars down at Talladega, Alabama. And I did, I think, 14 world records around the Talladega track. And I had been out of, as you see in your records there, that I'd been out of driving uh, Indy cars, sprint cars, everything for a while. Now, I still did some side races. So people shouldn't think that I just quit, 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 because I didn't do that. I don't think my body would have taken that. But I did run a few other races, and then I did that deal for Audi cars down in Talladega, Alabama, and I decided, gosh darn, you know, I've been missing this too much. I was getting dejected. I was getting bad feelings. I was getting the feeling like nobody wanted me anymore, you know, because I'd I'd always been a famous race car driver, and I always won some races. No matter what I drove, where I went, I always won a lot of races. And now, all of a sudden, after 35 years of doing that, I'm not doing it anymore, and I just couldn't take it. So I did that deal for Audi cars at Talladega. That was so much fun, I couldn't even explain it in words. So after I, 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 I did it in three days, 
I had to break their record. They needed to do 200 miles an hour. And they'd been trying, for example, for three years to do that. And they hadn't been over 184. That's with a couple of German drivers, didn't know who they were. And also, they got, uh, they snuck in a couple of uh, NASCAR drivers because they needed some experience on that particular track. Well, nobody could get it over 184. And they'd done it for three years, built three different sets of cars. And, and in three years, they hadn't been over 184. So I'm sitting at the same desk I'm talking to you on right now, and my phone rings one day. And it was Joe Hoppen from Audi Cars of America. He was the head guy with all of Audi racing in the United States. Smart man. Joe gives me a call, and he said, I need to talk to you. Would you get on a plane and come to Talladega? Well, gee whiz, I'm not that dumb. I've been doing this all my life. I already know if it's Joe Hopper, <laughs> what he wants, you know. And so I asked him a couple questions. He wouldn't answer them on the phone. Big secrecy event going on. Eh? So, I, yes, I went down there. The next morning I was on the first plane leaving town. I got down there, took all day, got down there and, and met Joe in the bar. That's where we always met and did business. And uh, I asked him, I says, what are you trying to do? What's your goal? And I says, you're trying to, to run 200 or better, right? And I only smiled and said, yes. He, can't, he, he doesn't need to hide anymore because I'm there. So I said, uh, who, I want to know the history of where they'd been. So I got the three-year thing. And, and then the last one I got was Neil Bonnet, one of NASCAR's best. He had snuck out there and, and tested it for them. And again, Neil's the one that ran 184. The Germans couldn't get over 180, something like that. So I says, well, give me Neil's phone number. I didn't have it with me, naturally. And so I got it from Joe, went down to my room, my hotel room, called him and asked him, why won't the car go any faster? Is the engine no good? Does it not handle good? Is it not safe? Things like that, because I hadn't seen it yet. And by golly, uh, Neil told me he's a nice little, there's two cars, they have a spare, and he says, they're nice-looking cars. And I said, well, how about the engine? You got any power? He says, lots of power, good power, no problem there. I says, well, then how come you can't run faster than 184? There's something wrong. He says, yeah, he says, you get right in the middle of the turn, it vibrates and shakes so bad that you lose your visibility. And I said, wow, it sounds like a bad car to me. And so, long story short, I hung up with Neil, went down to Joe, and I told him, okay, here's what the agreement would be. I'll go down the next morning early, and because uh, the weather's better always. And I didn't know anything about Talladega, except I'd done television there. So I went down, and I looked at the car, and boy, good-looking cars. You know, they had two of them. And people had engineers all over the place, smart people. And then they had the head guy from Shell Oil there, the guy that made all the Formula One fuel that debatable whether it was gas or not. And he was there. So that means I've got the smartest people you can imagine right in front of me there. I mean, people I've only read about in the books. And so I says, okay, I says, I'll 
go out and just take a test run in it and see. So I did. And I ran it two laps. And it did the same thing that Neil Bonnet told me it did. So I brought the car in, and uh, I told the head guy, head engineer there, I says, uh, I'm going to have to do a chassis setup on it. Now, this is what I'm really good at. I'm a good race driver. I knew that. But chassis is what I really know. And so I says, I'm going to have to do it. And he says, fine. He says, we have all the people here you could ever need. He says, you just tell them what you want. And he, he says, they'll do it. I says, well, no. I says, you don't understand. I says, I have to do it myself. I have to be under the car. I have to be working on it. I have to see what the setup on the car is. That's what I do. And they don't understand that because their drivers apparently don't do much except drive, see. And so at any rate, they said no. And finally I said, well, if that's the case, I'm just going to catch a plane and go back home because it has to be my way. That's the way I race. So they got over there and had a little meeting, about 15 or 20 of them, and had a meeting. Pretty soon the head guy came over and he says, okay, he says, anything you want. If you want to do it, you do it. I said, well, I want, your, I want two of your mechanics, and they've got to stay with me all the time. I want the Shell oil guy, because he, he spoke really good English. And, and I kiddingly always told him he spoke Albuquerque English, which is what I really needed, you know, because I have lots of ideas, and I think I know what we're going to have to do. So I sent some of the guys after some stuff down to the hardware store that I needed to start doing my setups. And they went down and got it, which is nothing but some rulers and some clear holes, you know, some plastic holes, so I can level things out. In other words, I have a system that I do. And by God, those guys came back with that stuff, and I put it all together, and then I leveled the floor. I mean, they were operating, doing their setups on a crooked floor. And you can't do that. And so I straightened that stuff out, and then I started doing the setup on the car. And, you know, this is springs, bump rubbers, shock absorbers, things like this. And I did it fast. And I had their two mechanics. Boy, those guys knew the car, and they were fast. So I, we put it together. By noon, I took the car out again and ran 206 miles an hour. I became one of the most famous guys in Germany instantly. <laughs> and so that was just a storybook affair that they could not believe. And the car handled really well, had a lot of engine, just had good people, good engine people. The gasoline stunk so bad I could hardly stand the smell of that. But that's because technically wasn't even gasoline, but Formula One guys said it was, you know. <laughs> so... That ended that, and then I then in the next, that one day, I did, what, 14 records, world records. And then the next morning, I started on tire testing. In the next two days, I tested 350 Michelin tires. And, of course, picked out the tires that would be good for this track, that track, whatever. That's one another thing that I was really good at. So I did that, and, and the problem was I did all of that. In three days. Now, I get on an airplane, I come back to Albuquerque, and I'm sitting here at my desk thinking, why in the world did I do that so fast? Why didn't I spend a couple of weeks? 
Money was no problem. They spent millions of dollars on this project. So I got back here and I'm mad at myself. It's stupid. As bad as I need to drive a race car, I need some action. And so I went to work and I, and I came up with the idea. I said, you know what I need to do? I know by listening, call it the underworld, uh, call it the things I'm not supposed to know. I know they got a really trick Pikes Peak car. And it's not built yet, but the one the year before was just awesome fast. And that happens to be the one that the real, real, real pretty girl drove, Michelle Mouton. And she drove on the World Rally. So she's very good. So she went to Pikes Peak the year before. This is what got me all stirred up. And she set a new record up there. And now she's screwed in my house. You know, this is a Bobby Unser territory. And so it really riled me up. And so I called Joe Hoppin back on the phone, and I says, Hey, I want to run Pike Speak for you this year. And uh, he says, Oh, you can't. The big chairman of the board, his favorite guy is Walter Rowe. He's a rally champ and a good one and a good race driver. But I said, No, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So I said, No, I, gotta, I have to do it this year. Take Walter Rowe next year. Fine. And they just said no. I says, well, now I know how to play hardball, too. So at, in Talladega, remember, I told you I did three days. That's all. I never signed an agreement. I never shook hands with anybody on agreements, which would be the same as a contract to me. And I, I just told them on the phone. I says, you can't use that Talladega, all those records, I said, world records. You can't use it unless you do Pike Speak with me. And boy, the phone got really quiet. And pretty soon Hoppin says, I'll call you back. So he hangs up the phone, and the next day he calls me back again. He says, can you leave for Germany right away? Now that means, because I understand this business, that they're going to give me a test deal in Germany. Kind of stupid maybe, but that's all right. It's going to be fun no matter what for me, you know. So I jump on an airplane. Head over there. time I got there, they'd lost my bag on the airplane. Didn't have a helmet, didn't have clothes, didn't have anything. But I didn't care. I just needed to get that race car going. I needed to see what this is all about because I'm really playing hardball on going back to Pikes Peak. And I realized that I'd been gone for a long time. Twelve years is a long time. Everybody, it was in the newspapers, they all started saying, or not all of them, but some of them, that Bobby's been gone too long. He's lost his timing. He's lost all the knowledge that he has at Pike's Peak on where the turns go and, and just all the things that are important up there that, that I knew so well. But to me, I just said, no, 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 no. I've been gone for 12 years, but, man, I ain't been sitting still for 12 years. I have one... Dozens and dozens of races, all types of cars, been all over the world. And so, I don't know, I'm going to be okay. Just, just get me a car. <laughs> let me go, you know, let me get back to what I used to do. And so, finally, they decided when I went to the Michelin test track with the rally cars, I broke all their records again, even the Peugeot records I broke with an Audi rally car. 
And they just could not believe this. And I did it fast and easy. Like I started at 7 in the morning, and by noon I had already been in the shower, got all cleaned up, and was looking to go get something to eat. And my day was finished. And I'd broken all of the records at the Michelin test track. And so I know that I've got my timing. Just not, i got to sharpen it for sure. But it's back. And so they built the race car. And I started testing it. They brought it to Colorado. I didn't want to go up on the Pikes Peak Highway right away. I wanted to go find some roads where I could do some playing with their technologies because they've got a lot of technology. They've got, for example, some people will understand this. They have a, a turbocharger that once I flip a little switch on, it never shuts off. And you never lose your turbo pressure. So in other words, when I sit at the starting line, the car is running, I'll speed the engine up to like 4,000 RPM, which is nothing, that's like a fast idle, and I'll flip that little switch on, I'll have three and a half bars of, of blower pressure. I mean, this has not been accomplished anywhere in the world, except by Audi, and it's so secretive, they're hoping they don't even have to show it to me which can't happen. If it's there, I can see it. I'm too smart on that stuff. And at any rate, I figured that stuff out, and I went from place to place on the west side of Pikes Peak. People get mad, call the sheriff. Sheriff would come out. He was a friend of mine. I'd go to another place. He'd go back to, to his office, then come and chase me again. Not chase me, but tell me, Bobby, you can't keep doing this. But by that time, I basically had all my technical things figured out. So now we went over and started renting the highway. In the old days, we didn't have to rent the highway, Pike Peak. But now we do. But Audi's not broke. They have lots of money. So I go over there and start running on the, on the hill climb. Well, now, since I'd been gone that 12 years, they had new records for test places, for practice places. And they had, had all of that. Well, the first thing I did is wiped out all of those records and just kept making the car faster and faster and faster. And also, when you pay the big money to rent the highway, you can go any place you want. And I can do it before they turn the tourists loose on it. So I just had a friggin' ball up there and just got going better and better and better. So now you get into the book that you read. They missed the time on my qualifying, but didn't make any difference. I set a big-time qualifying record, and they did figure out their mistake. And then in the race, of course, I set the record again. And the world, only the people that know how my head operates would know how happy I was to win that thing in 1986. And a new record again. And I had told them ahead of time, I mean, that girl was awfully pretty that won it the year before. But I just told him, I says, I just can't let a pretty girl not start knocking my records off. So there went another one, see? So that was probably one of the biggest days in my life, the last race. 
Only Powerlift has been building hydraulic doors continuously since 1992, longer than anyone else in the industry. Only Powerlift provides local manufacturing, sales, and service throughout North America, giving you confidence in knowing we will always be there when and where you need us. Only Powerlift installs each and every door, making your project hassle-free from start to finish. Only Powerlift has a lifetime warranty on the structure of the door. Yes, we have that much faith and experience in the quality of the doors. So, what hydraulic doors should you buy? Only Powerlift. Contact us today at 507-374-9306. Let me tell you, friends, about our store. It's a great place we call Miners Outdoor. Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie, has everything your yard needs. From chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero-turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Cole's Electric in Owatonna is there whether it's a small or large project with state-of-the-art technology ensuring a professional job will be done every time. Cole's Electric services include new construction, design and build, lighting design and installation, remodel work, high voltage, and PLCs. Cole's other services include generator sales, security systems, infrared cameras, directional boring systems, underground trenching, plowing, cable location, vacuum excavation, pole setting, boom truck, and 24-hour on-call emergency service. That's Cole's Electric in Owatonna. Licensed, bonded, insured, and offering free estimates. Why does Jake Hagopian, USAC National Mini Sprint Champion, use Walker Performance Filtration Systems? Our relationship with Walker Performance started in the process of developing a filter for the Micro Sprint ranks across the board with so many different styles of engines and injection setups. It was real easy to work closely with Ben Walker and his team to develop the best scenario for micro sprint races across the country. See WalkerPerformanceFiltration.com or call them at 818-252-7788. Why would you use anything but the latest technology and packaging when it comes to shipping your business products? Hi, this is Ryan. Here at Foamcraft Packaging, we provide a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call toll-free 1-844-655-2365. That's 844-655-2365. Welcome back to the sponsored segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Bob Baker, Executive Director of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa, and Bob you have a very special event coming up on April 11th. We sure do, Clayton, and, and thank you for inviting us onto the Dirt Show to, to talk with everybody about our grand opening for the Brian Clausen Sweet Tower, which is just coming up very quickly on Wednesday, April 11th at 11 o'clock in the morning. We're going to do the ribbon-cutting ceremony dedication and actually hold the grand opening for the building so people that have made donations and the general public, anybody that would like to come and and get a bird's-eye view of Knoxville Raceway from that great sixth-floor observation deck, can come and just have a good time with us. You know, it'll probably be about a half-hour to an hour event with the grand opening and the ribbon-cutting and the chamber people and the fairboard people and the donors who have helped us get to this point where we, we actually have a building for new sweet holders to watch the races at. But I think the main thing people in town have been talking about is coming to go up to the sixth floor and look, look at the racetrack, look at Knoxville Raceway, from that sixth-floor observation deck. I, I think everybody's looking forward to that and, and getting the building open. Bob, I tell you, when you first showed me the architectural drawing and said the deadline that you wanted to have this done, I'm like, 
I don't know if that's even humanly possible, but obviously Brian was smiling on the entire project from up above because I don't know how you pulled this off, but you did it. I tell you what, we started on Brian's birthday. Brian Clausen's birthday was June 15th last year, and that's when we did our uh, groundbreaking ceremony. And uh, I think you're right. I think Brian's been looking down on us because in the 10 months' worth of construction time, we've only had one day that the construction workers were not able to work, and that was uh, January 2nd this year. It was 18 degrees below zero without the windshield. And the only reason we couldn't have the guys come in is because the lifts to uh, work on the building would not operate. It was so cold out that the lifts would not operate. So we told them to hold off till the next day, till Wednesday on the 3rd, before they came in. So that's the only day we've not been able to work on the building. And if, if you were here in Knoxville right now at our museum, you'd see about 25 guys doing painting work, putting in restroom facilities, putting flooring in, putting in just about everything you can think of, tables, cabinets, countertops, painting. It's quite a sight to see as we get close down to the last two weeks before the grand opening on April 11th. Bob, I'm really excited because we're actually going to see you next Saturday, April 14th. It is the opener at Knoxville, so we're coming down early. We're going to spend some time at the museum, which is my favorite place on the planet. And then we are going to stay for opening night at Knoxville Raceway, and it's going to be awesome. You know, we're really looking forward to this season. It's Knoxville Raceway's 65th year of continuous Saturday night racing. And it's an all-sprint car program like we have every Saturday night here. We're so spoiled. We have the 410 wing sprint cars, the 360 wing cars, and the 305 sprint cars that are winged also. So it's a complete sprint car program every Saturday night. And this being the 65th year, you know, I know Knoxville's got some special things planned throughout the season for everybody. But for us, you know, it's going to be our first night in our brand-new Brian Clausen Suite Tower. And I know a lot of the suite holders are really looking forward to coming on opening night and enjoying, you know, both the inside seats and the outdoor balcony seats and, of course, the sixth-floor observation deck we talked about earlier to be able to stand up there and watch a few races on a nice night. It's, it's going to be wonderful just to get the season started here. Bob, if they would like to plan a trip down to Knoxville for a regular night of racing, come see the museum, find out the hours, or they want to come down for the Nationals, either the Sprint Car Nationals or the Late Model Nationals, how can they find out more information from you and about the museum? On our website, it's SprintCarHOF.com, so www.SprintCarHOF.com, or they can call our toll-free number at 800-874-4488, and just ask for me, Bob Baker. I'm here every race day from about 8 in the morning until the races are over, and it's always a pleasure to get people in from across the country and even people from outside the country on the Saturday night sprint car race here. And opening night is no different. We get people from all over the country to come to Knoxville just for opening night because they've got cabin fever and want to see the race cars when they're all freshly painted and ready to go for that first points race. Bob, I know we will be talking to you throughout the racing season. Thank you so much for your time being with us here on The Dirt Show. Thanks for having us on the Dirt Show and hope to see everybody in Knoxville either April 11th for our grand opening of the Brian Clausen Sweet Tower or on Saturday, April 14th for Knoxville Raceway's season opener of Saturday night sprint car racing. Wolf & Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV camper or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455-3524. When it comes to buying the parts that will put your race car in victory lane, all you want to know are the facts. 
Fact, Aero Racing Wheels can be seen on the dirt and asphalt tracks across the nation. Fact, Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier racing wheel supplier by supplying quality and durability at an affordable price. Fact, the Aero 59 Series Wheel has won more Monster Energy, NASCAR, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck Series races than all other brands combined. As a matter of fact, if you want to run with the winner, see AeroRacingWheels.com or call 888-895-2376 today. Rhino Egg believes in building products with quality from the inside out. We start by hiring farmers to work in manufacturing building products for farmers. They know the best about the day-to-day demands the farmer expects. Then every Rhino product is factory-filled with Lucas Oil to make sure every part on a Rhino is quality from the inside out. For a dealer near you, visit rhinoegg.com. VP Racing Fuels is proud to be recognized as a world leader in race fuel technology. VP's fuels have a well-deserved reputation for power and consistency. When championships in every form of motorsports for more than 40 years. Whether sportsman or pro, methanol or gasoline, VP has a fuel to ensure optimum performance for your application. See the full line of VP's high-performance products online at vpracingfuels.com. At VP Racing Fuels, our passion is your performance. The big boys with the big toys. Dale Enterprises. We got the right stuff to get the job done. Time to trade the love of your life for something new? No, not your wife. Hi, this is Ken Snow from Snow's Classics. You know, as guys, sometimes we just need a little change. If it's time to sell or trade your current classic cars, call us at Snow's Classics today. We can consign your vehicle, trade it on something different, or locate what you're looking for. So you're ready to hit the road when the weather warms up. See SnowsClassics.com, where we are making dreams happen one customer at a time. Welcome back to a special segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by Chad Meyer. You all know his voice from announcing down at Kasuth County Speedway in Algona. You've heard him on the mic at many other tracks throughout the area. And Chad, you are just as big a racing history buff as I am. And you have something that ties in with our guest today. You've actually seen the museum out in Colorado Springs. Yeah, that is correct. I hate to say it this way. If you don't know exactly what you're looking for, I'm not sure a Google search gets you right where you want to be. But if you uh, punch into the computer, the Penrose Heritage Museum in Colorado Springs, it's not a huge building, but it is a tremendous museum. And there are two things in it. One side is a massive horse and buggy display. And on the other side is a tremendous tribute to the Pikes Peak Auto Hill Climb. And, of course, that Pikes Peak area tabbed Unser Mountain, the Unser family, Bobby included, well represented inside the Penrose. Chad, the last snowstorm, when it missed us, I think everybody in the area was cheering. But when I found out the path that it took and where you got about 18 inches of snow, I'm like, oh, no. Well, the good news is for Algona, we didn't get 18 inches, but I'm certain that we got probably 10 to 12 here in this area, and we've been melting snow, but not able to get to the speedway. I know, you know, over to the Hancock County Speedway, closer to Mason City, they were certainly closer to having 18 inches of snow. In fact, they had moved back by a week their test and tune, 
and the Frostbuster moved back a week as well, just unable to get on the speedways. Honestly, if the ground was still froze, you could go out and scrape off the snow and then maybe expedite the process. But when it's muddy and then it snows 12 inches or better, it just makes a mess. As far as Algona, our test in tune is slated to be April 19th with the season opener on April 26th. Mother Nature could uh, maybe get her uh, puppies in a row. We could hit that, but some years are like that. We'll eventually get there, and uh, man, it's going to be a fun year at both places. Algona on a Thursday is just a fun atmosphere, and certainly uh, appreciate it when uh, you and uh, others uh, from that Minnesota area can make it down. And I highly recommend either one of those racetracks. Hancock County Speedway in Britt, Iowa, Basuth County Speedway in Algona. We have a great time every time we go. And I also highly suggest fans coming down take extra time and come see the museum. You are a huge supporter of the museum and you are part of it and you do a great job down there. Talk about when the museum will open and you also are working currently on a brand new exhibit. Yeah, actually, a few new things we're working on. The museum will open on Saturday, March 31st, and then Sunday, April 1st. That'll be opening weekend here at the Kasuth County Ag and Motorsports Museum. We will uh, be open from that point on every Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 4, until December 31st. So those are the regular hours. What I would say is if somebody's coming in on a Thursday and wants to make sure that somebody's going to be around there to open the museum, we will open the museum by appointment. If there's some race fans, especially from a little further away, that are making the trek to Algona on a Thursday night, be sure to go to Kasuth, K-O-S-S-U-T-H, KasuthMuseum.com. Our contact info is there. Get a hold of one of us. We would be happy to uh, open the museum. Admission uh, is only five hours and a lot of racing history in here for sure. Talk about the trossel chassis that you are currently restoring. I know you've been over there helping on a project. And is there any parts or any funding needed to finish up this project to get it on display? Yeah, we're really, really proud uh, of this project. And it's a significant piece of history for sprint car racing. We had donated to us a couple of years ago Trossel Chassis Number 101. And the significance of Trossel Chassis 101 is it was the last car Bob Trossel built out of his home garage, and it was the very first Trossel chassis that was numbered. And the reason he picked 101 for the chassis number, and this is all documented, was he felt like he probably built 100 cars before this one. So he decided to call this one Trossel Chassis 101. We've obviously acquired it. The museum owns it. The only history we really know about the car is what I just described. And it went to a gentleman in Nebraska that nobody's ever really heard of. And and we have no pictures, no nothing to go by. All we know is what was in Trossel's notebook that he kept. So we're maintaining all of the integrity of Trossel Chassis 101 in this renovation, but we are going to paint it to look like the Jim and Helen Utt electric number 30 that raced down here and raced all across the country. Dick Forbrook out of Morgan, Minnesota, would have driven that car the most, and we're going to make it look like the Utt car when Dick Forbrook drove it. Like I said, all the while maintaining the uh, integrity of 101. And, And actually, I don't remember the exact chassis number, but it's like chassis number 116 or 117 is the trophy car that the Utt family used with Forbrook and others throughout the 1970s. 
So very close proximity of when they were built and just incredibly excited about it. We've had a lot of people that have donated parts and time. I'm heading out to tomorrow to drive to Quincy, Illinois, so that we can get part of the roll cage and some other stuff to a chrome shop there. And you nailed it exactly. We are a nonprofit organization, and we are accepting donations for this restoration. And to date, for the cost of what it takes to chrome parts, we are a third of the way there. So any help is certainly appreciated. And Chad, if they'd like to help out with that, what's the best way to get a hold of you or the museum? Go to the museum website, kasuthmuseum.com. Get a hold of any one of the directors or myself. We're all listed there on the contact page. Just hit Chad Meyer up. Well, you can also head to the Facebook page for Kasuth Museum, so facebook.com slash Kasuth Museum, and there is information there on how money can be sent uh, or, or find ways to help. Chad, I know we will have you on throughout the season promoting the museum and also when we get to some of the major events coming up during the season at the different tracks. One announcement we do want to make, which I think is super cool, talking to Todd Narvison, you and him will both be on the microphone August 7th for the Harris Clash, and that is going to be super cool. Well, you know, I, I am really excited and honored that Bob Harris asked me to help out. I can't wait to work with Todd. We communicate a lot via social media, and he is Deer Creek Speedway, the voice of, and means so much to that place. And I can't wait to join him. I had the privilege of helping out with the Harris Clash last year when it was at Webster City, and I'm beyond excited. I have never been to Deer Creek Speedway, even as a fan, and I can't wait to uh, be there and, and help out and be a part of the team with Todd. Uh, it's going to be fun for the Harris Clash. There is so much excitement for that race right now from the IMCA side to get a chance to compete at Deer Creek. We're going to put our great show. Chad, it's always great to talk to you and have you on the Dirt Show and can't wait to actually see you at the track when Mother Nature cooperates. Well, we certainly hope that's uh, before July, right? I mean that jokingly. Uh, we'll get there. Mother Nature will get in line. And, Clay, we are so grateful. Uh, you're a big fan of the sport, and you've helped support and promote things here in North Iowa, and, and we are very grateful. And be sure to uh, give us a wave or... Uh, Stop on up and say hello when you're in the area. Race fans, the biggest secret at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum isn't really a secret at all. Every race night in Knoxville, race fans can purchase tickets to sit on the museum's second floor in climate-controlled comfort. So whether it's hot outside or cold and windy, it's always just right on the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's second floor, right on top of the museum. All you have to do is call in advance or come into the museum on Saturday afternoon to purchase second-floor tickets to watch the sprint car races from the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in climate controlled comfort and yes there are still a number of four-day knoxville nationals second floor tickets available for this year's 58th annual five-hour energy knoxville nationals but those won't last long so the next time you're in knoxville on race day and would like to watch the sprint car races from climate controlled comfort stop by the national sprint car hall of fame and museum and check out our second floor seating you'll be glad you did and we'll see you in knoxville gilland enterprises is your local distributor of justice brothers car care products Justice Brothers products are manufactured for industrial, agricultural, heavy equipment, and automotive equipment. Their high-quality products are used by today's top racing teams. Justice Brothers products reduce breakage, downtime, and increase machinery reliability, life, and performance, which increases your profits. This family-owned America's brand for quality products has provided additives, lubricants, and cleaners to automotive enthusiasts, racers, truckers, industries, and farmers for more than 80 years. Contact Gilland Enterprises, your local Justice Brothers 
largest car care products distributor today at 952-934-7354 or visit our website at justicebrothers.com. Go with a winner. Gilland Enterprises and Justice Brothers. Fast Shafts owner Pat Fagan is a racer himself who has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft drive shafts are the number one choice for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch Ford center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by Razors. Four racers. 800-622-6617. Cabela's and Duradoc are synonymous with the great outdoors. Now these two businesses have teamed up to show you the best in dock technology. Duradoc from the City of Lakes, Clear Lake, Iowa, now has product displays inside the Cabela's store, located just north of Owatonna on I-35. Stop by and see what a modern, high-quality, long-lasting dock from Duradoc looks like up close. Because let's face it, when you're at the lake, you have many more important things to think about than dock maintenance. See the outdoor dream team, Duradoc and Cabela's in Owatonna and the new dock displays. See Duradoc.us. Hi, this is Corey at Byers Engine Service in Rochester. We spent decades building racing engines for some of the biggest names in Minnesota racing history, including Jason Cummins, national championship winning engine in 2017. If you want the confidence that you have a winning motor under the hood, then call us at Byers Engine Service in Rochester today at 507-282-5586. The rest of the car is up to you. We'll take care of the horsepower. Welcome back to our special segment here on the Dirt Show brought to you by Cookies Barbecue Sauces and Seasonings. And throughout our 11th season of the Dirt Show, you will hear Speed on the Air giving you great cooking tips to impress all of your buddies out at the racetrack and campgrounds with some simple recipes that will make any chef an amazing chef. And Speed, it's great to have you back on the air. Now, you just celebrated two major milestones one of them being 40 years with Cookie's Barbecue Sauce, and what was the second one? Well, turning the big 80. It's been quite a fun time. I can remember when I was 16 and drag racing and doing all those fun things. Why, I think I could have taken a lottery and had probably 1,001 odds that I'd never make it to 20, let alone 80, you know. <laughs> It's been a fun go, though, being able to do all the things that I've done in those 80 years, from building racing engines to driving half-mile dirt track to driving a Richard Petty driving experience down at the Kansas Speedway and being a Ford Mercury car dealer for a few years and now in the sauce all the time. You've packed more into 80 years than most people could get in 160. Plain, that's what I'm working on. Is I'm I'm planning on working full time till I'm 140, and then go part time at 140. But somebody said, "Feed, you're not going to make it to 140." And I guess I'm trying to figure out. I said, "Well, what do you know that I don't know? I mean, why wouldn't I live till 140?" Speed, you've got an awesome recipe for chili, and there's still a chill in the air. And I know every recipe you have is great. Here's a 
great one claimed for that. It's a real quick and easy chili. What you do is just take a couple pounds of ground beef and a half a cup of chopped onion and then a teaspoon to two teaspoons of our flavor enhancer and all-purpose seasoning and just throw that in a pan and brown it down. Then I take two large cans of whole tomatoes, core them out and crush them up a little bit, throw them in there with that ground beef and chopped onion and flavor enhancer, and then two cans of kidney beans, and I don't drain them. And then I throw in one jar of cookies, mild or medium premium salsa, one of those 16-ounce jars, throw that in there, stir that through, and let it heat through good. I'll tell you what, you got a super chili, and if you want to throw a little sour cream or chopped up onions on top of it, needless to say, that's for your your own desires. But it's quick and it's easy and it's mighty tasty. You take a pot of that to opening night at the races, you'll be the most popular trailer in the pits. Yeah, you better make a pretty big pot of it, though. Speed, if they'd like to find out more about your products, how can they do that? Well, just go to cookiesbbq.com. If you don't have one of our recipe books, that recipe there has to be on page 37 of the Cookies Cookbook. If you want to get a cookbook, why just tell them you want the clean special. Send me a check for $10. Normally it's 15 plus shipping, but just send a check for $10 down to Speed, P.O. Box 458 in Wall Lake, Iowa, with a zip of 51466. And as always, smart cookies use cookies. Spring is finally here, and you just want to put your windows down and enjoy the fresh air while you drive. Hi, this is Kevin from the Oatan Auto Clinic. If you can't put your window down at all, or you're now hearing brakes squeaking, suspension jiggling, or a belt squealing, stop by and see us here at the Oatan Auto Clinic. We can give your vehicle the urgent care that it needs and get you back on the road for hours of windows down and wind in the hair driving. See the Oatan Auto Clinic at 902 Hoffman Drive. Or call 451-1950. This is your old friend Speed the Sauce Man. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. If you want to see racing, you just have to head a little bit further south. Last Saturday, March 31st, Jake Blackhurst wins first Sprint Invaders feature in season opener at 34th Speedway in West Burlington, Iowa. And hopefully we will see some Dirt Show fans next Saturday night at the season opener at Knoxville Raceway. Since 1972, we, the Miskin family, have been providing this region with used parts for all years of vehicles and recycling services. Miskin Auto Parts recycles smashed, rusty, worn-out cars, trucks, and ag equipment. We provide a U-pull lot Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 and Saturdays here at our Ellendale location. And we stock thousands of parts, or we'll pull them for you for pickup. We have exciting new news. We bought a second salvage yard with vintage cars and trucks from the 30s to the 70s. This lot is located just north of Gordonsville or just south of Glenville, Minnesota. To contact Miskin Auto Parts, call 507-684-2100. Or if you want to get a hold of the second salvage yard with all the vintage and antique parts, Call 507-383-1802 and Steve will be glad to help you out. Or you can see us at Mizkin.com. Tune in next Saturday, April 14th for part two of the Bobby Unzer interview. Hi, this is Harvey West and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.